what if all of that politeness, all of those niceties, all of those so-called manners are keeping you back from what you really want in life? And what if they are the one thing that's actually preventing people um, from connecting with you in a way that they otherwise would or could? The politeness, the manners, the niceties. Let's talk about that today. By the way, this is the No Excuses podcast with Alana Banks and Ryan Montes. I'm Ryan Montes. I have with me Alana Banks, of course, and this is the coachiest coaching coach, high productivity, high performance, uh, elite coaching podcast out there. Alana, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? I am doing very well. We need to talk about... I mean, I guess the overall topic of this discussion is politeness in coaching, but you can't talk about politeness in coaching without just talking about politeness in human interaction in general, right? Totally. I, I mean, I love this topic. I Politeness for me, manners, just generally being a nice person is is really important to me. I value that really deeply. So I love that we're talking about this today. Okay. Yeah. And I agree. You know, I, I love being polite. I really appreciate it when people are polite and respectful and courteous to me. I notice it when people are not. Um, so let's dive in. And the first question that I want to ask you is about what you said just before we started recording this episode. You said you have a lot of pet peeves around politeness and I guess human behavior. And I'm very curious, very curious now that you've said that, um, to find out what are some of these pet peeves? What are the, th and uh, also, I think I'm curious to know if I'm doing any of them as well. So <laughs> I will be, you know, keeping one part of my mind focused on that as we talk. Um, but let's dive into it. What's the, like, what's, what's the biggest, what's the biggest politeness pet peeve? For me, my biggest, biggest pet peeve when it comes to I think this is mostly for when I'm like running into somebody outside um, is if they don't take their sunglasses off. Mm. When I run into someone and, you know, we're hanging out or we're just saying hi or something, maybe if it's not a passing, but if I'm like running into you and we're having a conversation and you don't take your sunglasses off, <laughs> that just drives me crazy. And for me, eye contact is, is really important. And when you have your sunglasses on, I can't see your eyes and that drives me crazy. I don't necessarily need you to take your sunglasses off for the entire time. But for me, I don't know. When I run into somebody, I take my sunglasses off <laughs> and I, I say, you know, hey, how's it going? Have a chat. And then I might, I'll probably put them back on, but usually I keep them off. That's one of my biggest pet peeves. And some people might not think that that's a politeness thing. But it's all what we make it mean, right? I guess is what it comes down to. Yes. Okay. I love that you said this. Because two things. First of all, I really agree with you. I really agree with you. I think it is a polite thing to do that if you run into somebody outside or you encounter somebody you know outside and you're going to chat, that you raise your or remove your sunglasses. But also at the same time, I think this... Now I'm 37. This is the first time I've ever talked to anybody about this in my whole life. I don't think it's ever come up in conversation before, like other than like the obvious, like take your sunglasses off inside, but like we're talking outside 
Yeah. And this is something that I have definitely had conscious thought about. I definitely do it on purpose. You and I met up on literally on the street outside a few weeks ago and I'm scouring my memory to try and figure out if I was wearing sunglasses and did I take them off when we met? Probably I did. If I was wearing sunglasses, probably I would have taken them off at least for, and as you said, the first like little bit of the interaction. I think like when you're connecting and calibrating to one another and building that rapport, take the sunglasses off. And if it's real sunny, if it's really sunny outside, then it's you, you it's excusable to put them back down to mitigate yeah. like the suffering of sunlight in your face but like at least initially you're right like eye contact important so yes? important so important when we ran it when we met up you were not wearing sunglasses so you're good <laughs> okay i was not okay i think i put them on perhaps later okay cool so i was safe okay i think we yeah we can agree on that one and it's interesting I wonder how many people who are listening are like either agreeing or disagreeing, but I'm more curious, like how many people this is even on the radar or not. Cause there's probably like a lot of people who have never thought about this and it's not a thing one way or the other, or there's probably some people who like do it naturally without even thinking about it. They'll lift their sunglasses. Right. Yeah. I mean, I find in a lot of my interactions, people aren't aware of this. Um, and I think mm. that's why it's become such a pet peeve because I've had many encounters with people where they don't take their sunglasses off. Now, <laughs> now that people are listening to this podcast, whenever I see anybody, they're just going to like immediately take their sunglasses off probably. <laughs> or they'll, they'll just like see you from a distance and like, just be like, oh, it's kind of a sunny day. I'm just going to turn around and walk the other direction and pretend I didn't see Elena at all. Right. Just avoid the whole thing altogether. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I think really it's it comes down to building rapport. And I think maybe why this for me is so important is I just remember whenever we would cross the border in the mm. car um, and, you you know, you have to talk to the border patrol people. My dad used to get so nervous for some reason, like he wasn't doing anything wrong, but that interaction would make him very nervous. And I remember him saying to me as a young kid, whenever you cross the border, Alana, you must take off your sunglasses. They need to yeah. see your eyes. <laughs> I agree. And Yeah. And that's just always stuck in my head. And so, you know, I think because I was so young, I made that mean whenever I run into anybody, I must take off my sunglasses and they should too. Um, so that we yeah. can build that trust and rapport with each other. And then, you know, you move on with your day, whatever. Yeah. And so that really stuck with me. And I've just, I guess, I run my life that way now where I need to make eye contact with somebody in order to feel like we have rapport, like I can trust them, like they're listening to me. That's just really important. And it's funny because we're talking about being polite. And I think most people would probably think that being polite means having good manners. And I agree with that as well, right? Like you want to say please and thank you or hold the door for someone or, you know, just be courteous that's also part of being polite, but eye contact for me is like major. It's major. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I even, now that I think about it, if I go to buy a hamburger from a drive-through takeout place, as I'm rolling up to the window where I'm, I'm going to pay, I will take my sunglasses off or I'll put them up Same. on my, <laughs> on my head, even though it's like that person definitely doesn't care. 
whether they make quality eye contact with me or not, but it's a habit. Like I know in my mind, I'm about to interact face-to-face with another person and just do it without even thinking. So cool. All right. So, all right. I think we covered that pet peeve. We got that one. Eye contact is important. Obviously, if you're listening to this, you have some awareness of the importance of building rapport with people when you're communicating with them and anything that prevents that is going to be at the detriment of building rapport, like anything that prevents eye contact. So cool. We agree on that one. Okay. Next pet peeve, Alana, what's the, what's your number two pet peeve on politeness out in the world? Yeah. My other one is, you know, if I see someone being rude with, you know, a server in a restaurant or like a grocery store clerk or coffee place, that drives me crazy too. Cause immediately I kind of understand how that person probably interacts with everybody in their life. I mean, the way you're interacting with a grocery store clerk, I think that's very indicative of how you're treating everybody else in your life, right? Like if you're crabby with the grocery store clerk, chances are you're having a difficult time loving your friends, your family, your partner, your kids, right? So that's another really big one for me. And I think it's something that everyone, you know, you need to instill in everyone and you, and you don't want to be, um, fake about it either. It needs to be a genuine politeness. And I think that it all really comes down to a choice that you have in your life. Are you choosing to be happy or are you choosing not to be happy in your life in general? And if you're choosing to be unhappy, then chances are your manners are suffering or could suffer. If you're choosing to be happy, I think your manners are instilled. Hmm. Okay. So this is a good one. So how, and this one I think is going to be less of a surprise for most people, obviously like be nice to people right Hmm. out in the world. I think what, what some people might not get is as you allude to, like, what does it tell other people about your underlying psychology if you're the type of person who's not courteous just by default with other human beings, right? Like, I think it goes without saying if somebody's rude to a person working in in the service of them, that that's a problem, right? And, you know, but what is the, why, why is that a problem? Problem? Well, you know, we have this expression in, in the NLP world, how you do anything is how you do everything. Right. So if you're discourteous to somebody in somewhere, you know, in some context for no reason, it's not exactly going to be that much of a stretch to assume that there's other areas in your life where you're discourteous to yourself or, or others who don't deserve it. Right. So I think on the surface, this one's really obvious and most people would agree. Right. Even if they know they're the kind of person who's not always ultra polite with strangers in that context. But what does it say about us? right? If we were to be, if we were to behave that way, that's a good one. I mean, that's, you know, I don't see a lot anymore, I guess. Just, I guess I just haven't been going out a lot the last couple of years, but you know, in those rare instances where I see somebody who's being rude in a context like that, you know, it's no longer triggering. It no longer makes me mad. I just pity the person. I just, it's just like stuff's not going well for that person in their life. If they're behaving this way, in this like little context, right? Like what's going on? That's the, that's the real question. Yeah, for sure. And I agree with you. 
you know, I don't see it as much anymore either because I just hold that mindset that I'm polite, that I have good manners, that I'm happy, and I'm going to be courteous to people. But I think the other thing too is that when you are just like your default is being polite, then that tells me too that you have compassion. It shows me that you can read the room too, right? Like you, you get it. You, you're kind of like understanding where other people are coming from. And this is something that I, I developed at a really young age. I was very shy when I was a kid and I spent a lot of time observing because I wasn't, um, I, I wasn't very outgoing, right? I would just kind of like sit back and be quiet. And I spent a lot of my childhood really observing human behavior. And as a, as a result, I developed like, I guess, sensory acuity. I really developed this um, keen eye for reading the room and being like, okay, that person is upset right now. That person is sad, you know? And even like if I go on the bus or I'm on a streetcar or like the subway, it's almost like I can just read the whole bus immediately. I know, I mean, I probably don't know exactly what's going on, but I have a pretty good sense of like what's happening. And that for me is part of like politeness because um, if I'm going to approach someone or talk to somebody, I'm seeing it almost from their perspective, not just mine. And so I think... I don't know. I'm I'm kind of going all over the place here, but I think if you are rude, you know, and you don't have that, you, you're not reading the room or you're not understanding where that other person is coming from. That shows me that you're you're really only looking at life through your own lens, from your own perspective. So I pick up on that. Yeah. So be it. I think it's a good indicator of a lack of empathy, right? Yeah. For me personally, you know, I just kind of automatically. When I'm interacting with people, especially people who, not even especially people who I don't know well, but just with people in general, there's a little part of me that's like listening to what I'm saying and perceiving myself through their eyes as best as I can imagine in my mind, right? And so, you know, there's always this program running, like, am I treating um, this way, this person in a manner that I would want to be perceived by them, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think I a lot of people have that and probably take it for granted. And then when, and it, maybe it's more obvious when we see somebody behaving in a way, which indicates to us that they don't have that program where they're only perceiving, as you say, from inside themselves only and not really consciously or unconsciously considering the way they are being perceived. Right. And if, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just like anything else, that's something that could be cultivated. That's something that can be, learned and or installed. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, before I got into coaching, I had an online business, right? Selling fabric. And I, I really witnessed it because I was everything, right? Like I, I would get complaint emails or I would get, I was customer service. (laughs) So, but the emails that I would receive, I mean, not a lot. I mean, generally people were very happy with the products, but I would get some really kind of mean emails sometimes, very curt, you know, not even mean, but just sort of like, where's my fabric? Or I haven't received my thing yet. No, hi, no, Mm -hmm. um, how are you? And I would would respond 
um, in a very uh, polite manner, not passive aggressively, but I would respond and say, you know, I am the business. This is my, you know, this is it for me. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm working as fast as I can to get the orders out, but more, more people than not are quite curt and short and, you know, aren't thinking, oh, I wonder if maybe, and, and I recognize I was running a, a service, right? Like I was, I was running a store. So there is like responsibility on my end to get the product out quickly. Yeah. Um, but it, it was really interesting to see the behavior of some people, you know, expecting that I'm like Amazon, you know, I didn't have Amazon prime as part of my, price, yeah. <laughs> as part of my fabric store. Yeah. So, all right. So, so far we're all, we're on the same page here. I agree with everything you're saying. We've got two of your pet peeves down. Well, okay. One more, let's do one more pet peeve. And then, and then I want to switch gears to um, when politeness goes wrong. Right. So, but one more pet peeve about human behavior out there. Bonus points if it's like a weird one, like the sunglasses one was a little <laughs> like slightly weird, I know to some people. What do you got? Um, now I'm on the spot and I like I'm having a brain lapse. Oh, I've got a little one. Yeah, I want to hear one of yours actually. I've got a little one, something that I will immediately notice. Um because I'm one of those I'm one of those people that's like very polite with with strangers, especially with you know, people who I'm interacting with in a customer service setting. And so I've had this experience a few, a few times, probably a number of times where have you ever asked somebody like, hi, how are you doing? And their response is, can I help you? Mm. You ever had that happen? Yes. that. Where you genuinely, crazy. it's not like, Hey, what's up? Like, and they're like, well, how can I help you? It's like, hi, how are you? And their actual response is, can I help you? Right. That's a politeness pet peeve of mine. I think it's, I, and I think it's like, again, I got to give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they're just in autopilot mode. Maybe they're just, you know, they're approached a thousand times a day. They have, they're just like, it's baked in the way they interact with people, but then to withhold the benefit of the doubt for just a second, it's pretty rude <laughs> to answer somebody in that way. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one. I and it happens a lot too. I think mostly it happens in situations like a grocery store or you know at Tim Hortons or something like that because they're just on autopilot. They're not used to someone actually genuinely caring about how they are, and so they don't. I don't even think they hear the question. Mm, yeah, see, that's what it is. It's hard to. It's like I think we really got to give people the benefit of the doubt, but it is just like I have to admit. It's something that when it happens, it's it's fully on my radar. Yeah, I, I agree. That's one of my big, you know, politeness pet peeves, or at least that's the the one that really comes comes to mind. And again, like you, like I worked in service. I've had customer service jobs. I've had sales jobs. I, could, I, can, I don't know. It's just so far outside of my normal behavior. If somebody asks me, how are you to ignore the question <laughs> and go and, yeah. and like start a totally different thread. But Hey, you know, like I said, no, no blame, no shame on anybody. It's just, you know, there's going to be certain contexts that le le lend themselves to, you know, that just happening. Right. And also, also I like how like this episode is just basically like descended into us just complaining about the day-to-day -day <laughs> interactions 
that we have with with strangers and or friends out in the world. So we should we should disclaim at this moment that if you're listening to this podcast, we are in no way referring to you personally or you know, uh, friends and uh, well wishers. No, but you're you're right. That's another. That's a whole other can. We could talk for another twenty minutes about that one as well. But there's one thing I, because now we're getting close on time. Um, I did want to before we wrap up. I did want to switch gears and talk about because really up until now we've been talking about the you know how people damage rapport without realizing it, right? Um, by you know ignoring some very simple kind of interpersonal communication etiquette points, right? And the point of this podcast is not to teach people how to be more polite. This is really just us chatting, right? But what about when politeness goes the other direction and it's too much? Or what about when being too polite or too nice or too whatever actually damages rapport or damages the interest of the of the individual? What are your thoughts on that? Do you think that's possible? Do you think that's a thing to begin yeah, can with? Can you give me an example of of what you mean? Well... I mean, have you ever known somebody who's just too nice? Okay. Yeah. Is that a thing, right? Like too polite where maybe it comes off as incongruent. Yeah. I think definitely there's a lot of people out there and I'm a recovering one. And the word that comes to mind is people pleasing. Mm. When you're being overly polite and overly nice, you're abandoning parts of yourself to please the other person yeah and that's not necessarily polite being polite or having good manners that's just you abandoning your needs to be liked yeah right and it's i think that's a big that's the big determining factor are we being polite because you know it's a genuine expression of kindness and empathy for other people or are we being polite out of the need to hide something or, or fear of being disliked otherwise, right? The motivation, the, the reasoning behind it, I think is going to be one of the big determining factors, whether it's perceived as genuine or not, right? Yeah. Like, you know, and that's a good question for people to ask themselves, right? Like, am I, am I being polite because that's a reflection of what's of my real personality? Or am I being polite because I'm actively rapport seeking, you know, out of fear, right? Yeah. Um, which I think, unfortunately, you know, probably a lot of people are. Good news is once you become aware of that, you know, a little bit of work, a little bit of self-work, a little bit of healing, you can overcome that easily, right? But um, I think that's, you know, if, if you have a friend or you know somebody who, who's ever said, I'm so nice to everybody. Why don't people like me? Well, then that's an indicator that, you know, probably that person is nice and probably that person does have a heart that's filled with love, but they're, you know, they're giving off unconscious cues to other people that indicate incongruency in their, in their politeness, which is why people may, you know, unconsciously move away from that. Right. Yeah. And, and that just makes me think too, it's like, you may have a limiting belief about being nice, right? It, you may think that, oh, being nice is going to make me weak or is going to make people walk all over me or something like that. Um, and so you choose to be pretend nice 
but underlying that is like another motive, right? So I don't know if I'm explaining it well, but I think it's like the ego, right? Sees being nice, love, peace, happiness as a weakness, right? But like your spirit, your soul, whatever, sees being nice as that's just the way you are. And so often we're working from our ego. We're not working from our like soul, if you will, you know? And so you may have this sort of like deep wanting to be nice, but because of your conditioning, your programs that are running, you're, you hold yourself back. Yeah. From really showing that congruent, politeness, good manners, love, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's like a whole, I feel like that's like a whole other whole, episode. whole other episode. Yeah. Part, <laughs> part two coming spring 2023. Okay. Um, I think let's wrap it up. I think we've been going for a while now. Let's yeah, wrap it up. That's good. Yeah. So if you're listening and you run into either myself or Alana, um, take off your sunglasses. Okay. Ask us how we're doing. Okay. Answer appropriately when we ask you how you're doing. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, so, many there's rules. So, so many rules for interacting. And you guys all thought we were easygoing folks. No, no, you better. <laughs> no, we are easygoing. Okay. A lot of gems today. I hope you guys, this was more of a fun, informal chat today. Thank you, Alana, for sharing your pet peeves. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Alana, what do you got going on? Anything to announce before we wrap up? I have a membership on my Instagram. It's a locked membership um, on Instagram called the Expansion Membership. And basically, it's you know a profile for you to get sort of like group coaching for a low price of just $27 a month. So yeah. You can look that up. It's called the expansion membership, or you can direct message me on my personal Instagram, which is Alana Banks Coaching. Cool. Uh, as for me, depending when you listen to this, I don't know what I'll have going on. I've usually got like workshops and stuff, webinars. Uh, obviously, I run trainings. Here, here's the call to action: just message me on Instagram at Ryan Montes NLP and just ask me what's up. And I'll tell you whenever you hear this and I'll tell you what's up these days. Um, Okay. So that's going to be it for today. Thanks again, Alana. Thanks everybody for listening and we'll see you slash you'll hear us on the next episode of the no excuses podcast. Thanks everyone.